Last week we saw that uh, the few verses in James that we went through in the first chapter, that we can have joy when trials come because God wants to strengthen our faith. And that doesn't make a lot of sense because uh, when we uh, look at the people around us and we remember back on our lives, joy was not what was probably on the front of our minds when we were struggling and going through trials and tribulations. But James was addressing these Christians who were on the run because of persecution and they were running from people that wanted to kill them. And we touched on the fact that just because we're Christians doesn't mean we'll never suffer hardship and loss. And today we're going to look at uh, the fact that when uh, we face trials, that we can have joy, but also there are times where we're going to not just face trials, but we're going to have to fight temptations. I don't mean the Motown group that sang My Girl, right? We're talking about the temptations that come into our lives, that tempt us to be pulled away. So check out in James chapter 1 and verse 13. It says this, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. James says, look, even as Christians, you're going to have urges to do things, things that you know are wrong, but don't say that it is God that is tempting you. He says, now trials and temptations are different things, right? First, we talked about trials and how we face that, but here he talks about temptations. Temptations are the opportunity to do evil. Now, God may Uh, put trials in your life to put you to the test, but they are for our betterment. But God isn't looking to trick you into sin. Temptation is not from God. Temptation is from the devil. Tony Evans says that Satan desires your downfall, but God desires your development. See, God is not trying to trick you. And the way this verse is worded when it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted of God. It's actually worded as a command. It's more like, don't you dare say that God is the one that is tempting you to sin. Don't make God out to be this villain, right? God himself was never tempted. Jesus was never uh, actually uh, one that tempted people. He's never going to draw you into sin. He may put you through trials for your betterment, but he's not trying to trick you into evil. James 1.14 goes on, says that each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. We're all lured to sin by our own wants and desires. That's what is tempting us. Sin's origin is our own desires. Desire turns into enticement. And then it turns to sin. And sin brings death. And sin breaks relationships. And we like to want to blame God for temptation. But the truth is, is that God doesn't tempt. We're fighting temptations that are within us. 
And it's hard for us to want to accept that because we like to think that we're naturally good people and that we're not really those type of people that would be drawn to those things. All the way back at Adam and Eve, we see uh, the human nature is to blame shift and to shift the blame of our temptation onto someone else, that it's the serpent that made me or the woman made me. But here's someone saying, in this verse, someone's saying, God, you made me do this. God, you had me born in this situation. You made me this way. You gave me these parents. You let this happen to me. Trying to blame God for their sin. No, your sin is always your choice. It never happens to you. It always happens through you. There's always a choice when it comes to sin. And when we sin, it's because we want to sin. We choose to sin. And James here is saying God didn't lure you to sin. Your own desires lured you to sin. Now, lure's a great word for this. See what this is right here, right? Because a lure, it's the perfect word because it describes what's going on. We're just like those happy little fish over there in Tiger Lake, right? We see something shiny that looks pretty good. We just look at it for a while and we watch it dangle there and we think about it and we dwell on it. And maybe we even follow it at a distance. We're just a little curious. We just want to know a little bit more about it. And then we start to get closer, right? And we nibble on it and we play with it. But then we get the, the courage to chomp down on it and boom, we're hooked. We fall in for the temptation. And we might try to fight it for a little while, right? But the truth is, is it's too late. And the next thing we know, we're gutted and buttered and battered and fried and we're served with a side of tartar sauce. All because we played with temptation and we were lured by our own wants and our own desires. Now, there's not too many of us that are lured by worms and minnows, right? It's much more likely that we're going to be lured by money and sex and influence and power and respect and drugs or popularity or fame. And we see these things zoom by us and we see the opportunity. And then we want to check it out. We want to nibble on it and, and just think about it a little bit. And, and then next thing we know, we swallow them whole. And the truth is, is no one made us want these things. We wanted them. We desired them. See, most people say, man, I wish I could get away from this temptation. I wish I didn't have this temptation in my life. But in reality, we don't want to be delivered from our temptation. We want to just keep it close enough so that we can look at it and maybe take a little bite when we feel the need to have a taste or maybe just have it there on a day that we don't uh, feel very good or we had a bad day at work. We want those temptations just close enough that we can grab them when we want to. We're so tempted by the world. 
And this culture is just enamored by anything that shines and glimmers. We see people become rich and famous and we wish it was us. We see people with bigger houses and big cars and and luxury vacations. And we see their stuff that they have on uh, social media and we say, man, why did that happen to them? But sometimes we need to see the whole story, right? We see with, with uh, professional sports stars that they have a big payday one day, but they're bankrupt the next. Or you see people on uh, the internet where there's a big fancy wedding one day, but then there's a divorce, a, a messy divorce the next day. These things don't always solve our problems like we think they're going to. Money and fame are fleeting. There's a show uh, on, on TV that's called The Lottery Ruined My Life. If you're ever just wondering how money might solve all your problems and all your troubles, go and check that, that movie or that show out. And they say all the, to- uh, all the time on there, I wish I never won the lottery. Why? Because the, all these people started wanting everything from me and all the friends I thought I had just wanted things from me and the family came out of the woodwork and and this happened and that happened and the thing that I thought was going to solve all my problems actually hurt me. Because temporary happiness is not worth long-term pain. We know these stories and yet we're still seduced by the glitter of it all. And we let it trick us and we believe that we will be the one that can beat the system. We'll be the one that makes it out and not turn into somebody else that thinks they're better than everybody else. We're going to be the ones that could handle it. James 1.15 goes on and says, When a desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's finished, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. When our desires take action, it becomes sin. Now, temptation in and of itself isn't sin. We know that Jesus was tempted, right? But it's when we act on those temptations. And that's when sin produces death. And just like that, we see something, we desire it, and we have uh, that same option that the fish does. We can choose to follow it and nibble after it and and then grab it, or we can choose to swim away. The choice is ours. And we all know that feeling, right? A feeling of wanting something that we can't have. You see that all the time, right? With uh, uh, things are discontinued in the grocery store. I remember when like Twinkies went away for a year or two and everybody was talking about how amazing Twinkies were. Why? Because mostly because they couldn't have them anymore. They might not have eaten Twinkies in 10 years, but all of a sudden they're gone and now they want that thing. And that's how we are. We want the things that we shouldn't have, the things that we can't have, the things that other people don't want us to have. Things we know are wrong, but we want it anyway. Now this verse gives us a very graphic picture. The Bible's painting it here for us. It it says when we take action with lust and temptation... That something is conceived. It's a picture of pregnancy. 
And it's a real and a sad picture it paints that that conception produces death. And it's, it's this graphic image of a stillborn baby. And it's a clear picture of sin, this anticipation that this is going to bring pleasure and joy. This is going to make me happy. And then it's this awful picture of a pregnancy. And something that you thought was going to make you happy now is sad and tragic and it breaks you. And it looks so good from the start. And you're anticipating that pleasure. But every single time it leads to a death in us. That's where sin leads Next, he goes on in verse 16. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Friends, don't be deceived. Don't be tricked. Don't be lured by the deceitfulness of sin. Any good thing that you have in your life is because God gave it to you. And if you go anywhere else for those good things, anywhere else outside of God, those things are going to lead to hurt and pain. Every good thing comes from God. See, God has these gifts for you, and they're not a trick. And he's he's not going to uh, pull the rug out from under you. Life comes from them. Don't be deceived. Don't be bamboozled to think that anything outside of God is better than God. What God's going to give won't end in regret. It will give you abundant life that is full and without guilt. See, not all that tempts us, not all that shimmers in this life is good. Sometimes it shimmers and shines because there's a nice big hook inside of it. But God has good things and perfect things waiting for you. He's not going to change his mind or trick you. But Satan wants to, uh, and your own flesh even, want to work together to trap you and destroy you. Bible goes as far to say that our own heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. We cannot trust our flesh We cannot trust the lies of this world. We have to rely on God and the truth found in his word and the leading of his Holy Spirit and the bending of our will through prayer. God never changes. Don't be tricked. Don't forget. Don't lose focus that everything good in your life comes from God. God doesn't tempt you. He wants good things for you. So I don't know what you're being tempted by today. Maybe this last week you had an opportunity and you're still playing with it and you're still thinking it over and you haven't taken the leap yet. We see it so often. I heard just this last couple weeks of a a pastor that that took that bite of that, that, that lore and he, he, he fell into temptation and he fell into sin and, and his life is ruined and his family is ruined all because he played with something that he shouldn't have played with. But we think we're the ones that can handle it. We'll just be able to, to, to you know, play with it a little bit and then we'll be able to get out of it. We can quit anytime we want to. 
It's not controlling us. We're in control. And before long, we're yanked out of the water. And we're captured by sin. I don't know what's luring you today. I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit is showing you the things in your life that look shiny and that look good, but they're not from God, and they've got a hook in it, and they're going to break you, and they're going to cause you pain. I'm, sh- I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit will show you those things. Because God is saying, I have better and more rewarding things for you. Don't take the bait. Don't be lured by sin. These things that God wants for you won't bring forth death in your life. They won't bring disappointment. John 10.10 tells us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Today, the devil wants to kill you and steal from you and destroy you. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your reputation. But God wants to bring you something that lasts, something that doesn't end in regret, something that gives you life, abundant life. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says, don't be deceived. Why does he keep telling us not to be deceived and not to be tricked? Because it's easy. It's easy for us to think that we're the ones that can handle this stuff. It's easy for us to think that it's okay to do this thing because that person did this to me and it's okay for me to do this. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. He's saying what you plant today, you're going to harvest tomorrow. So what are you planting today? You've seen this happen in your life before. You planted seeds Five years ago that you're reaping the benefits for good or for bad today. It says the one that sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one that sows to the spirit will reap eternal life. Don't be tricked. It's so easy. It's happened to every single one of us. Don't be tricked. God is not mocked. Don't think there's better things out there outside of God. If you follow your flesh, it it will bring forth sin, corruption, and death. But if you follow the Spirit, you will be given life, abundant life. That's the choice for you today. Be hooked by sin or swim away. But not just swim away, but swim towards Christ. Hebrews 2.18 tells us that Jesus himself suffered with being tempted and is able to help Those of us that are tempted. James here is trying to warn us. This wisdom he's giving us is that temptation is real. And it's all around us. And you may have more of a struggle than you've ever had before because of isolation and because of time by yourself. And and anxiety and depression gets on your back. And these uh, habits that you may have or these uh, desires and passions in you might come to the surface more than they ever have before because there's little distraction. And you can look at that as a bad thing or you can take this time right now to work on you because there's not distraction and you're learning what's really been inside your heart all along. 
Temptation is real. It's all around us. It comes from within us. But James is is urging us, don't chase after it. Don't be lured and hooked by sin, just like so many others have. The devil wants you to believe that you can turn back at any time, but he is ultimately trying to trap you and kill you. Temporary happiness is not worth the long-term pain. We said it this way a few weeks ago. Don't trade your future for a bowl of stew. Temptation is real. But this wisdom that James wants to teach us is don't be tricked by sin. Trust that God's way is always the best way. God is good. And he does not want that pain for you. He wants you to swim away from sin and swim toward him. And there you will find peace and everything that you're looking for. may not be easy, but it will be worth it. Every head's bowed and every eye's closed right there in your living room or in your kitchen, wherever you're at. Band's going to come. Why don't you pray right now and ask God to show you the things in your heart the things in your life, the temptations that are going to hurt you. Ask God right now to show you where the hook is. Maybe you have an opportunity for a job or a new house or or a, a relationship. Ask God to lead you and to show you what is right because his way is always the best way. Maybe you know that thing that you're looking at is bad for you, but you still desire it anyway. We can't just think over and over in our our hearts and our our minds, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, because you're still just actively being tempted. You have to replace loves and desires with other loves and desires. You can't resist these things on your own. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Jump into God's word. Memorize verses about that struggle that you're going through. Take time to meditate and pray those verses to God. Ask for accountability from somebody. Say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Don't let me do this. Call me out when I've got... Uh, you know, uh, you see me doing this type of thing where my anger's coming out or my, my pride or I'm not being truthful. We need each other. You take some time right now to pray for God to show you those things and show you how to swim away from those things. Maybe you're watching today and you're not quite sure that you're a believer yet. Yeah, you you believe in God, but you don't remember a time and a place where you put your faith and trust in Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the first step in this whole thing. 
It's not just about being good and it's not about morality because you cannot be good enough to get to God. Sin separates us from God. So instead, God came to us. 2,000 years ago, born of a virgin, God with flesh on, Jesus Christ walked this earth for 33 years and lived a perfect and a holy life. And then he laid down his life in our place so that an innocent person could die for all of us guilty people. You cannot work your way to God. But the Bible says, God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died in our place. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And the Bible says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why don't you do that right now if you never have before? Maybe this is the first time you understood it. First time you heard it. The gospel. Call out to God right now. The words aren't important. It's not a magic prayer. It's about a decision in your heart to stop relying on your own good deeds to get you to heaven, but instead rely on the singular uh, deed of Jesus Christ on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection. You could call out to him right now to something like this. Once again, the words aren't important. You can call out to God right now and say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know because of my sin that I deserve hell. God, please forgive me. I'm turning from my sin, I'm turning from my own good deeds, and I'm turning to you. I put my faith in what you did on the cross to save me. I repent. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If that's you, and you made that decision today once and for all, hey, I, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know that you made that choice because that's a big deal, and I'd love to be able to walk you through what that means. You can email me at pwayman at clarksburgbaptistchurch.com. And let me know. Let's pray. Seal this uh, wisdom in our heart, and then we'll sing. Dear Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much that we have someone that we can rely on, that we don't have to just constantly be tricked and, and trip over our own two feet. But we can rely on your wisdom. God, show us in our life where the temptation is coming from, God, and help us to run from you in that area. God, we want that abundant life that you promised. God, we want that peace that comes with it. God, I pray for every Christian that's listening right now that you show them where those hooks are. Show us where the temptation is that's pulling us away. God, help us to work on it. God, help us to, to find a scripture. God, help us to find accountability from someone. Help us not to be tricked. We love you, God. We want to represent you in this amazing love that you have as a light in this dark, dark world. But we know we can't do that if we're constantly being tricked by sin. God, help us lift up your name with our mouth. In your name we pray. Amen.